Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. In John 1, 9, the Bible says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That was the true light, capital L. Jesus Christ is the true light. He said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life, John 8, 12. But John 1, 9 says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world world. Some call this prevenient grace or the grace that prevails to the general population of mankind, all of men. Jesus said he would draw all men to him, John 12, 32, when he was lifted up on the cross. And we all know that he was lifted up and paid the full price for the sins of mankind and said it is finished or paid in full, was buried, and he was raised again from the dead. So before he did that, he said that when he did that, or did the ultimate act of love, and that was die for the sins of the whole world, that he would draw all men to him. That alone, that truth alone, completely cancels the possibility of Calvinism or any of its points being true, because they all stand or fall on one another. But we see this general grace, if you will, right here in John 1, 9, along with in other scriptures. But he says, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That's Christ who lights every man with the grace of God to be saved. There are two kinds of people in the world, those that are hearkening to the grace and the light of Christ and those who aren't, those that are seeking God and those who aren't. Even among those who are already saved, there are those who are seeking God, or should I say those who have been saved in the past. There are those who are wanting more of the Lord, those who are abiding in Christ, those who are seeking the face of the Lord. And those who aren't. Jesus said that we're to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you, Matthew 6.33. And notice in Titus 2.11, the Bible says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. My friend said yesterday that there are two words that are the nightmares of all Calvinists, and it's all and if. I couldn't agree more. All and if. As you read scripture, you'll see that those are the two words that make the doctrines of Calvinism impossible and the doctrine of once saved, always saved. So there are two different kind of people in the world, if you will. There are those who are listening and 
hearkening to the light and those who aren't. We've all been given grace to have faith unto salvation and to repent. And But why don't some people come to the light? Well, we read here in John 3, quoting a lot of verses from the Gospel of John, you'll notice. In verse 19, the scripture says, And this is the commandment, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. See, most people would rather stay in their sins instead of allowing the Lord to bring them out of that darkness into the light. Again, John 3.19, and let's read through verse 21. The scripture says, this is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So we have in verse 20 and 21, those that hate the light, verse 20, and those that come to the light, verse 21. There are those who hate and shun the light of Christ, the light of truth, even those that have been saved in the past, but have now departed from the faith, even though they may still go to church, they think that's all they need to do, but God never called anybody to go to church or join a church. He called people to be his disciples and follow him daily. So people that think somehow that they're doing their little duty on Sunday, even if that's subtle, are completely deceived. And in most cases, from what I could see, they're not coming to the light. They're not seeking the face of God. They don't have any spiritual growth or life in their life. They're not leading anyone to Christ. They're not edifying the body of Christ. They have no fruit that says that they're Christians. True Christians are teaching others the Word of God as they're learning them. Now, I'm not going to scale down the truth, friend, even if there's very few who are truly walking in the light and in the Lord. You're called to be saved and help others get saved and help those who get saved lead others to Christ. You know, I had the privilege yesterday of speaking to two young men. One was 15 and one was 17. And, you know, many of you can relate. You just know when it's a divine appointment. And that's the good ones because God helps you to just be out of the way, to be subdued. And so anyway, God brought these guys to me and gave them track each, one of the Jesus tracks, which you can check out on safeguardyoursoul.com along with other titles for your soul winning adventures and obedience. I gave them each a track and started preaching to them, if you will, in my way. I wasn't yelling or raising my voice or anything, but declaring the word of the Lord to these young men and come to find out they're both saved, but they needed to be charged, if you will. One of the things I noticed about these young men is they were willing to come to the light. Every man has the grace of God on him to either get saved if he's not, or to move forward and go on to perfection and obey the Lord and abide richly in the vital union for which we've been ordained, being conformed to the image of Christ and fellowshipping with him every day. And these men had that. These young men were very sharp young men, 15 and 17 years old. They had already been born again. And so when I found that out, I kept ministering to them. And I told them, I said, I want to encourage you to give your whole life to the Lord, all the rest of your life to serving him. And how Jesus said, what good would it be for a man to gain even the whole world and lose his own soul? So I encourage them not to waste their life just trying to get rooted and grounded and rich or whatever in this fleeting world, because this is not our eternal home, but to lay up treasure in heaven and to obey the Lord and to go forth and preach the gospel. And it's amazing what happens, beloved, when we just charge people in love, in the wisdom 
God to go out and do the will of God. It's really the power of suggestion, if nothing else. Have you ever been in a restaurant and the waitress or waiter suggested that you try such and such a dish? You said, well, yeah, that sounds good. I'll try that. Somebody has to preach the gospel and that's you. That's me. And declare it. I just share the word with people and I charge them. Paul said, I charge you, Timothy, before the living God. And we need to start charging one another, beloved. Charge each other. It doesn't have to be a long, bony finger in the face. That's not necessarily what charging is. It's just, man, I want to encourage you to be about your father's business. And by the way, here's track. Here's some tracks for you to go pass out, man. Some seed for you to sow. Would you like to, you know, get their consent, obviously, and charge people to get into the word of God so that the word of God gets in them and begins to work in them and bring forth the fruit that glorifies God. God's looking for fruit. And he said he'll cut down and cast into the fire any tree that does not bear fruit. And why is that? Well, fruit doesn't save you, but it's the evidence that you have a relationship, a saving relationship with the Lord. And that fruit includes good works. I know a lot of Calvinists and OSAS people are real scared of good works because God forbid that they would look like they're trying to work for their salvation. Well, the Bible says that if you're saved, there's certain fruits that come with it. You are the workmanship of Christ and of God, and you've been created unto good work. So if you're walking with God saved by grace and continuing to be saved by abiding in Christ, then you have good work, period, period. I don't care who says I'm preaching work salvation. Anybody who knows me and hears the fullness of what I teach, it's straight out of the word. We can only be saved by the grace of God through faith as we repent, fall upon the Lord in faith, trust in Christ. But there's a lot more in scripture that we need to acknowledge and not stop right there. A lot of folks want to stop right there and think that somehow they have no further responsibility to serve the Lord, worship him and obey him, which is ridiculous. Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth, hello, does the work, the will of my Father, which is in heaven. If you're saved, you're saved. You have a participatory relationship with Christ. You didn't just get your little free ticket when you said this prayer, even if it was real repentance and faith. That's where it began, if you will. That's where eternal life was born in you. But that's not the end. God has called you to a life of worshiping him, seeking his face, dying to self and loving him more than yourself with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. I gave these two young men about 10 tracks each. I ran into one of those two men the next day and he said hey how are you he gave me a big hug he was all on fire for the lord man and a lot of that came out of a result of what you know he the word he heard and how he's obeying and he said man i passed out those tracks hallelujah so we're getting him more we're going to keep him supplied you know and so anyway encouragement to you beloved charge those around you charge yourself be charged up in the lord seek his face break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns, repent of any known sin, and cry out to the Lord, presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. God bless you.
Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're Your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.